Get spin, spin. Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're for jocks or for geeks, from It's All Been Done to One Week, we're <laughs> It's All Been one weeks. Done, the podcast. Hey, how about I looked over at my notes and I realized I hadn't written a weather for this one, <laughs> so that was a freestyle one oh, that I just came job, up with. Saker. Why, thank you. He can kiss my ass. It's my co-host, Evan. When I'm old and gray, I'll look back on my life and say, give me one more day and I'll still never do anything like this podcast with my co-host, Saker. Oh, yours was very sweet and mine was horrible. I'm sorry. I th- well, I can kiss your ass. Okay, that's true. This podcast took a turn. I'm not going to, but I can. <laughs> in, the, right? in the 65th with, episode. With consent. With consent, you can right. kiss my ass. Yeah. No. So I, what, do you, what do you think you're going to feel about this podcast when you're old and gray? Oh, Jesus. When you look back on your life. It's like, is this going to be like an old tattoo you got in the Navy <laughs> where it's just like all blurry and nasty and you like look at it and you're like, Ugh. stretched out and worn. Shouldn't and... have had that two day stopover <laughs> at Singapore. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Because think... Saker's going to be a hardcore smoker when he's old and gray. Here's the thing. I am already i'm pre-ashamed of this podcast yeah. so i think the only thing that can happen is that i grow more fond of it possibly i will look back and say regardless of how dumb that was <laughs> nobody wants to know better good ladies podcast i did it with my friend ev yeah that's the point okay good. all right so we're we're, we're in the clear yeah. then what are I'm, you going to think well, of? I'm, I'm when i'm old and gray yeah i'm not gonna be old and gray oh i'm sorry I, i'm either living forever or i'm dying soon Okay. Those are my two options. Those are your options. Yep. That's, which, what, what's that's the, what the Swamp Witch told me. What's the under over? I mean, like, which one is more likely? I don't know. Like, I can't. She gave you eagle odds? Yeah. I mean, it was it was all, like, uh, newt eyes and, like, frog legs and stuff like that. So I wasn't really keen on, like, digging real deep into there. So. Like, I mean, so I could find out, but I'd have to be covered in craw- like crawfish for about a half a day. Sure. And live or? Uh, yeah, live. Okay. I don't want those, like, little... Ah, little tickly They're feet itchy. all over me yeah yeah for like, sure you ever worn a crawfish suit crayfish suit uh crawdaddy suit? suit thank you Cray for Daddy. using the nomenclature that i appreciate uh the, the old river boys the old river boy suit we call it yeah a, like a leisure suit from pants, the river boys. the daddy the daddy long leg pants what the fuck <laughs> yes i yeah. have worn that magic is i'm just telling you magic is gross man you don't want to get involved with magic <laughs> sure absolutely it's like so, fluids everywhere sorry then which one did she say first you'll live forever or die soon You'll either die soon. So that, ugh, see, that implies to me that live forever. There's more of a tilt towards die as soon as you are now. Oh, okay, I see. Um, do you? Oh th- no, no, I'm sorry. It was you'll neither die soon nor live forever. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck me, I messed up. Big difference. Yeah, it could have been a metaphorical. You'll die soon and live forever. She also from said, your legend. It was like right after she said, "Here, drink this," and I did. And then now she's like, "You'll neither die soon nor live forever." Got it. So. <laughs> she gave you the the ordinary guy the potion. Ordinary guy potion. Okay, cool. So yeah, when I'm old and gray, I'll look back on this podcast and I'll say, <laughs> you know what? I don't think I ever did anything. <laughs> That's you, true. Never do anything is almost the anthem of this. But why was this? Called? No, I mean we're no. This is we're this is the opposite because we're actually doing something dumb like this. Oh, that's true. Never do anything, in parentheses, important. There <laughs> that, we go. That's the theme of the podcast. Never do anything lasting. Never do anything lasting. Leave nothing behind. Leave no trace. Le- oh, man. That should be our podcast. Zero Dark 30, <laughs> the Leave No, no trace, trace Podcast. podcast. 
All right. Well, we have to kind of take a, a right turn because the antithetical version of what we do, people who do important things, uh, we Funny have things, interesting things. Yes. He's written for McSweeney's. He's the host of Split the Room on the Jackbox Party Pack 5 and dearest to my heart. He's the voice of the mysterious man on Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's Tim Sniffin. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, I'm really good. Good. <laughs> good. Right away about this Swamp Witch. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Is she no longer available for clarification about any of that? That was my first question is, can you not track this person down and get more details on oh, the prophecy? Oh, I absolutely can. But then I have to go through the trials again. And I'm just, I'm just not really into that. Like at this stage in my life, like I'm a dad, you know, I've got responsibilities and stuff. I can't spend like half a day climbing a sea cliff and fighting harpies. Fair enough. I, I don't have children, but I've heard that like one of the very first things the doctor says is like, you're a dad now. Yeah. Like no more approaching the swamp witch and, and going through those trials. Like for like, even I know the prophecy might be worth it, but like you have other lives to think about, dude. Exactly, and I mean, that, who has time for a manticore wrestling? Like <laughs> no, just not, not no one, no one. I smell an infomercial in the making. <laughs> who has time, time for, for manticores? manticore <laughs> Um Tim, it's so good to have you on. Um, you are a a a prolific writer and a funny person. So. I want to know about your musical background. Do you have any musical background? <laughs> Good. Let's throw <laughs> let's throw all of your accomplishments away yeah. and steer towards your weak points. We want to start at, at a point where cuz we don't have any accomplishments, so we want to put you at our level, right? Yeah. That's how we run this show. We break you down then we build you back. That's up. right. You're going to feel all different about yourself when you're done. <laughs> this is how I wind up in a cult. Right. Exactly. <laughs> have you heard of the Bare Naked Ladies? Yeah. <laughs> our lord and saviors. It's more of a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have like a million copies of Maroon we're trying yeah. to unload. <laughs> Sorry. So do you, uh, if not, uh, of course, n musical background is very different. Uh, what what are your musical tastes like? Tell me a little bit about what you like to listen to. Oh, well, so just as far as musical background, mm -hmm. I do have a little bit now because I, uh, I was in, I'm in New York now, but I was in Chicago and I did a lot of improv there and ended up in musical improv. Oh, cool. So. Um, there's a group called Baby Wants Candy that mm -hmm. uh, their signature thing is like uh, improvised musicals. They get a title huh. from the audience. So I still do that. But as far as my musical history, um, my sister loves reminding me that the first thing I loved was country western when I was like <laughs> seven. She lived in our basement at the time and I would go down to her room and, you know, she was like the, the super cool older sister. Right. And all I would want to listen to is her country western albums. I don't I have no memory of this. Okay. But then I had a long period of of no music at all, like not really on purpose. I I just, I just never listened to it. And then I had a very like John Hughes ninth grade moment where some of the cooler kids, they were like a bunch of these really cool girls, somehow targeted me and were like, "We're gonna make you cooler." And so they went record shopping <laughs> with me and got like Depeche Mode and. Uh, talking heads and all these things that were new to me. So I had those musical tastes forced on me. Sure. And then after that, it became more of an organic, like yeah. listening to um, various, various things. I love listening to uh, an equal mix of things with lyrics and things without, because like, okay. uh, I love music when I'm working, but I find that with lyrics, it's so hard to concentrate. So right. a lot of like movie soundtracks or classical or even just like, all the music that you hear that's the background to This American Life, you know, which is like <laughs> sort of musical, sort of just like vaguely, you know, sad. 
Like, I like that music because it, it is good productive music for me. Yeah. Do they sell the, like, just the This American Life stings and stuff, like an album of... <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of This American Life. <laughs> sure. They actually do. I think, because I think a lot of people have the question that I had. So there's a thing on their, somewhere on their website that's like, if you like this, mu- you know, the music that you hear, and they list, like, ten things that they lift from... A lot, and it is. It's like sort of instrumental, oh, vaguely cool. melodic, but I, it's good. It's good working music. Sure, uh, f- for some. Yeah, I laugh, but I also own all three seasons of the serial soundtrack, which Nick Thorburn is amazing. Those are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing called the uh, Blue Dot Sessions, and it's just very like atmospheric. But you know, that's good for like you can focus and not get swept up in it. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's that's int- That is. An insane story, also, that is 100... Were those girls pranking you? Did they then pull your pants down in the Waves music, or what happened? Oh, they they took off his glasses, and then they redid his hair, and he was beautiful. He was beautiful, He got to go to to prom. (laughs) Like... Now, what does I like what that says about you that you're like, wait, they were kind to you? Was this some kind of elaborate <laughs> trick? Hold on. They cornered you and said, we're going to make you cool. I mean, I got to say. that's that's. When that did they re- try to murder you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, it was I think it was it was goodwill. I'm still friends with some of them. Oh, wow. The funny thing is they went like full they tried for tro- full transformation <laughs> and it just didn't really take like sure. they did this crazy new wave i mean it was cool i remember being like wow before i i went from like dungeons and dragons playing you know introvert to it, it was yeah to like they were like come on we're going on like a wild day of shopping <laughs> and this and that but they did bring me to like what in retrospect was probably like my first full-fledged unapologetic homosexual who just uh, was gonna was a haircut person, mm-hmm. and he was like, "We're gonna let's totally go crazy," and um, gave me like a huge like Duran Duran, tons of product, <laughs> like hair elevated above my head, and I just could not pull that off on my own. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, you did. Unfortunately, you you've you've hit the Pee Wee's Playhouse magic word on our podcast. So now you must tell us about your D and D character and what class they were. <laughs> and <laughs> well, you know. I, um, this is something I didn't realize at the time that I later put together was I had a super like power hungry, manipulative dungeon master Mm -hmm. who, if you didn't play like the way that he wanted you to, or explore the things, you know, again, this is, this is eighth grade and none of us were, were fully formed adults, but if you did something wrong, he would just give players heart attacks and kill you. (laughs) He'd be like. You know, if you'd argue with him about like, but I should be able to do this spell, blah 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 blah. He'd be like, "Cool, you have a heart attack, you're dead." What a fucking nightmare. That's uh, those they, those people still exist <laughs> for sure. Yeah, in, in the general population of gamers, they're still out there. Oh my god. I mean, uh, I I am not intending to promote promote my own writing, but I I had an essay kind of based on that guy. That's some the the titles like. No, what you said about my new girlfriend, Kelly, is not affecting my dungeon mastering. <laughs> and yes, 50 red dragons just appeared in the tavern. <laughs> that, and it that just, is the entire essay, is the title. <laughs> that, I mean, it might as well be. It was, it was one where, honestly, writing it, I was like, didn't, isn't this joke mostly in the complete sure. title? Right. Mm-hmm. If you look hard on uh, Reddit, there are maybe 15 people describing at length why my essay is not funny <laughs> and like gets many details wrong and sure. I when I a friend pointed it out to me they were like you have to see this the incels are coming for you 
And that, of course, your history with this DM led you to your love of improv. Clearly, he he wanted you to succeed. He wanted you to to you know branch out and and be good at these. He sorts of was uh, it was a complicated friendship, and I'm just banking that he doesn't find this podcast. But <laughs> are you friends he, with him as well? No, I'm not. Oh, okay, uh, we parted ways. <laughs> kind see. of when the cool. I mean, I say the cool kids like when these people that helped me cut my hair right. properly. <laughs> Uh, no, I was like, hey, that's sort of a weird friendship where I don't feel good a lot of the time. <laughs> and my favorite quote of his was, you know, I've been thinking about it. You could be an anesthesiologist because they don't have to be smart, but they make a lot of money. <laughs> like, that was a quote of his, like, while in, in between giving my character heart attacks. So, Fuck. It was, yes, it was a layered friendship that had a natural conclusion. For sure. Well, you never have to worry about him <laughs> hearing anything here. <laughs> Thank In you. Fact, you never have to worry about anyone listening to this, <laughs> this podcast. podcast. That's our <laughs> <I> MO. <know. laughs> um, yeah. Well, so so you mentioned a love of kind of country western music, which isn't too oh. far removed from our dudes that we're talking about here today, the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, yeah. Do you have any like history uh, like do you do you remember like hearing them or on the radio or like do, do I, you go ahead i do and uh, it's funny because i was thinking about them this morning and um i listened to your uh recording with adel oh yeah um just to make sure i could do better <laughs> and um he brought up moxie fruvis which is what i wanted to bring up so i was annoyed i was like oh that was my thing i had this weird like 21 year old bit of faulty logic that was i found moxie fruvis first through this cool comic book store in berkeley california that was playing their cover of the spider-man theme oh cool mm-hmm. and i was like who is you know i mean i i didn't my music taste still probably to this day is not very expansive but even at the time i had never heard of them right I was like who is this and they had the um, video bargainville and i bought it right then and there and so when i found bare naked ladies a little while later i was like you know, I think I have my Canadian band. Um, (laughs) Out of loyalty, I kind of avoided them because I thought I was like, I I wonder if they stole Moxie Fruvis's (laughs) thing. They they just, they don't have my vote, which is ridiculous. Sure. There can be only one Highlander style Canadian music. I get it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which I know looking back is like, you idiot. (laughs) So I avoided them for a while. And then... um, I think after that, my experience with them was much as many people's is. Although, as I thought about them more this morning, uh, the thing of theirs that I keep coming back to is they have some Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have a whole Christmas album. They do. The, some of the songs from that are just on heavy rotation for me around the holidays. I love it. You are not the first person to tell us that your Bare Naked Ladies experience is mostly composed of the Christmas songs. So that's <laughs> it's, they clearly... Their legacy endures in the in December. That's about it. Is that disappointing for you? Like, uh, no, no deep cuts? That's how you know is, them? We don't, weirdly, we don't care much about the Bare Naked Ladies. We decided on a whim to do this podcast. So I love it. Yeah, so it's fine. You know what? Uh, you can feel free to, uh, uh, often, we We actually people, love the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, we do? Yes. Okay, I forgot. Jorky. You're just finding this Bubba out Hotep. now. Sure. Well, it's taken us, yeah, it's taken us a year and a half to figure it out, but we- Well, I think, yeah, Saker was definitely the super fan, and I was, I've been sort of Stockholmed into loving them. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's your pull quote. <laughs> I've been Stockholmed into loving them. Because they are. I've been told really I love them. them. <laughs> yeah, one of the hosts. I've been Stockholmed into <laughs> loving it. Um, well, with that in mind, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this week's song, which is called Never Do Anything. 
So, listeners, if you've never heard Never Do Anything, here is a quick sample. Wiped out down the stairs I bet you there's a song in there I'm not sure I'm prepared Okay, so Tim, uh, have you ever heard this song before? Before no. today? Okay. Before you told you sent it to me and told me to listen to it, <laughs> right. so I dutifully did uh, a good. few days ago, and then again today. Oh, good. Okay. So, what was your first like impression of this song? What did you think of it, having never heard it before? Um, hummable. <laughs> okay, that's good. I, I like it's super. I mean, this must be a larger observation about them. The song itself, I found like super upbeat and kind of easygoing, and then the lyrics are they skew a little towards like dark and sad. Is that fair? Yeah. I think, I think that's pretty common uh, amongst their songs. It's uh, (laughs) this one specifically is, is kind of, I think strange. Evan, do you, do you, what is your, you're making a face at me. I'm always making a face at you. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, oh, tell, what's, can you describe the face just so I'm on board? So like a sneer, but with way more lip involved. And um, he's somehow making his nose angled down um, uh, so that it covers most of the upper lip. Classic Evan. Classic <laughs> Evan. You know me. I mean, what, what did you? Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> did you? That, that phrase that I just, I've been Stockholmed into it to Evan Dickin. No, just this face. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, Ev, what is, did you think that this was a, uh, what's, what's, there's a word for that. We've talked about it on the cast before. A happy music, sad lyrics. It's a cenotaph. <laughs> no. This will be. Okay. Yeah. But what, what, did, I mean, it does kind of, the, the lyrics to this are not. Yeah. I mean, that's just sort of the bare naked ladies MO, right? Sure. Is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but they've, they've done. They, they sing funny songs, but also they sing, I mean, it's mostly Stephen Page's MO is what I should say. Sure. I mean, Ed can go deep. Ed can go real deep. Well, this but is. Ed's more heartfelt and heartwarming and Steve is more heart wrenching. Sure. And this is credited to both songwriters. This is a Robertson Page jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not surprising that we have that, that sense of humor in this, but also, uh, a song about a fucking terrible relationship, which, you know, all of their songs are. No. <laughs> it's, no. Yeah. Sad to say. Um, I don't know what, okay, let's, let's tackle the narrator first. Who the, f- this narrator was infuriating to me yeah because i didn't understand his because point of view just like you because he's just like me i couldn't stop weeping and i didn't understand why when i listened to this song <laughs> um no because he's simultaneously like something. he's self-effacing and self-hating but also a narcissist like he's so inconsistent right well he's just yeah he's i, I felt the song resonated cr- pretty deeply with like everyone right Ooh. like most people never accomplish anything i guess and these are the type of people who but but we'll n- say like, oh, you're a writer. Oh, I've got such a good idea for a story, and they'll tell it to you, and they'll be like, you have to cite me if I write it down, not knowing that like idea is literally one percent of the thing. Sure, most of the work is actually writing the fucking thing down. <laughs> right. Good. Get on it, buddy. <laughs> right. Right. It'd be like I have this awesome idea for a cake, and then they throw a handful of flour at you. <laughs> yeah, I I see, but like he also kind of. He knows that he's lazy, right? Give me one more day and still I'll never do anything. Give me one more day and still I'll never do anything. Like it's, mm-hmm. he seemed to me like a classic, like, 
like kid who was gifted in elementary school and like grew up and was like, man, I had it so easy. And now, you know, I'm smart, but I have no will. I have no drive to do anything. Or, yeah. I mean, or like a get rich quick sort of guy. Sure. Guy. Yeah, this, like, co- I mean, let's come back to MLMs. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> but seriously, like we, I don't know if you go home much, Saker, in a Youngstown. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, when I go home, I always hang out. Like I'll go to a bar with some high school friends or something like that. And people who didn't leave and aren't really doing anything. Right. And they just fit into this mold. Exactly. Like, Oh yeah, man, I'm just living and dying with the market. I got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of irons in the fire, like that sort of stuff. And that's what this yeah. guy sounds like to me. But are they self-aware? Yeah. Okay. I think I think this song isn't just like one snapshot of his life. This uh-huh. is him over a period where he's he goes from like, oh yeah, I got so much talent, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, I, I never do anything. I'm just gonna watch Netflix again, that <laughs> okay. sort of thing. I mean, everyone's like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. There's there's a lot of oh, relatable. Shit, another season, of just a season of Better Off Ted just dropped. <laughs> really? Of all the shows <laughs> in all the world, it was a deep pool. Ev. I don't know <laughs> that that one. I could get out of another season of Better Off Ted. I'm gonna go outside and run. Yeah, basically, that was like when Netflix first started. Like the three yeah. shows they had were. Yeah, better off Ted and old Weather Channel episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Storm coming in. Oh yeah, classic November twenty second, nineteen eighty four. Classic Wev. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I I don't know. What? What? Do we feel like there was any any depth to the? I feel like Facebook is full of these people. Okay, sure. This is like this is like the social like this is an anthem for like a social media generation, right? Where you you pitch your life in such a way that it looks great but mm-hmm. in reality you're just like every other fucking person on facebook you're just taking pictures nice or writing you know like you're just giving everyone snapshots of the best you're capable of sure but then at the same and hoping time you'll get likes and retweets right? yeah like but he but he you know life passed me by but it's not my fault like i don't think he is putting that that face out into the world of like i'm great everything is good really life passed me by but it's not my fault I don't know. Am I wrong here, Tim? What did you think? What uh, this narrator like? What was he? Was oh, he boy. relatable? Unrelatable? I don't know. What did you think? I well, I I think it's self-aware. Right. Now, not knowing much more about like this songwriter. Yeah. I feel like the night the the cathartic thing about this song is it's you know it's the thing that no one wants to admit. I love that it just cuts right to it, which is I I will never do anything. Sure. Like the thing that <laughs> probably a lot of these Facebook people don't. They wouldn't let themselves think that because right. that's just the worst possible thing. So that I think that makes for a good song. Yeah, which is like, oh well, they're just saying it. So I felt like he's playing with. It starts very upbeat and it kind of starts a, a little positive. It felt like, but then by the end, where he's just like, I will never do anything. Sure, sure. Uh, actually, for the people that give a shit about Bare Naked Ladies, there's the very first couple lines of this are a reference to another BNL song, which is real weird. Um, yeah, wipe that down the stairs. I tell you there's a song in there. Wipe down, down the stairs. I'll bet you there's a song in there. Uh, that's a reference to the B-side from Born on a Pirate Ship called Back, where he falls down the stairs and breaks his back. Which, again, uh, I mean, we're already in an alternate universe where he didn't write the song. Not sure I'm prepared to write it down. Um, but uh, I, I, I appreciated that. I think already they've become self-aware. They've become mm-hmm. Skynet, the Bernicke ladies, <laughs> knowing that there are people who are who are looking at their songs for these little weird Easter eggs. Um, right. Yeah. So um, there's some... Now, chronologically, had he written that song by the time he wrote these lyrics? Yeah, that well, 
we don't know when exactly this was written, but that was two albums ago. It was a B-side mm. from two albums ago. So presumably, I would as- right. assume, yeah, unless this really sat on the back burner, which might not surprise me because in a lot of ways, this song feels like a song they sat on for a long time mm-hmm. and then released because it's so fucking weird, right? Like, I feel right. like they tooled, they had just discovered the change speed tool on their mixing board. <laughs> Because you have the end of the song is this bizarre yodeling in like mm-hmm. one fourth time. <laughs> Which is really weird. But then also in the middle of the song, there's like a man speaking in in like uh, four times speed yeah, right like a weird sort of like distortion after i could make amends i could make amends yeah did you slow it down ev no it's ed saying i guess you find this part hard to understand eh <laughs> what okay <laughs> like, that's a meta commentary that sucks that truly sucks this is so bad and dumb because it, it kind of tells me like they didn't give a shit about this song, right? They knew it wasn't going to be a radio hit. They knew it was going to be some like weird deep cut on They're this album. Fun. They're not allowed to have fun. Saker. They're allowed to have fun, but not on my dime. brother. <laughs> I paid twelve ninety nine for this album and I don't want any fun to come in here. You both hate bare naked ladies <laughs> I, is what I'm learning. Love. Today. Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> and, well, our <laughs> iTunes reviews would support the idea that we do hate Bare Naked Ladies. Um, yeah, so, like, we're, we're, I felt like we were kind of going back to the Gordon era of doing, like, weird, random, dumb bullshit for no reason. Hey, hey, you back off my King of Bedside Okay, manner. all right. I'm going like, to come across this table It's kind of cool. It's ballsy, but it also kind of, it was annoying a little bit, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, it didn't bother me to the extent it apparently bothered you. <laughs> It's but I mean, you make your you make your living on sampling stuff, so I think sure. you're more you're more attuned to it than I sure, am. Sure, maybe so. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, and there's also the synths. I thought were very weird in this. That was it. Was a very interesting. It was like sort of a new wave opening, almost like yeah. almost almost like proto electronica. Yeah. So that was interesting, and then it just like verged into rock guitar sure like whatever did you did you did you flash back <laughs> to your to your days of depeche mode tim <laughs> yeah a little bit like the funny thing is i know they're not of the same era but they they did they felt like they could be on the same shelf mm-hmm. like in the record store while listening to that so yeah 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 th- this this one does have a fun kind of funky i i like the i liked the instrumentation to this one but i did think that synth line got grading and it could just be of course that we listen to these songs 50 mm-hmm. times before but the please stop um yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. we do hate pretty ladies don't we fuck <laughs> God, just a... we have to cancel this entire podcast <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> we come at each song fresh yes. so some songs like this are, well, i should say now that... i'm sorry go ahead oh oh how many so how many people are in um Bare naked ladies. Uh, depending on the time, at, at this recording there were five. See what I'd be, what I'm always interested in is like, what were the arguments that happened while making this song? Like the synth line that bothers you mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Well, and- did, was one person just super into it? And it was the thing of like, you know, we fought him on this other song <laughs> and like we won that time. Sure. Like give him the synth line. Who cares? Andy yeah. Cregan. That's what I wonder. <laughs> yeah, it could. It's a weird. I, I do imagine what sort of give and take goes on behind the scenes with, with humongous bands like this, especially coming off the success of this is the album after one week. And it's like, Ugh. we got to follow up. And this mm-hmm. is track two, which is like the hit track. And then it's like, this was the, what came out of it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do wonder that. Because there's, and again, there's that's, those aren't the only weird choices. Um, During the kind of uh, pre or post verse, the don't write me off as an also ran Mark McDonough's Angry Man, there's this beatboxing in the background. So ran. That's so like funky and fun uh-huh. and like it's it brings this like weird fresh air to the song but i would never have thought to just put like four seconds of beatboxing <laughs> in the background of this verse just this whole this this song is all over the place to me you know what this song needs here's here's what happened uh-huh the i think the shadow of one week looms large over this entire album yeah and in songs like this the cracks are showing where they're just like, what do we do now? And this is a song where they tried a little bit of everything and maybe didn't have a producer to say, what is this? Like pick something (laughs) and get this charcuterie platter of musical choices away from me. God, that might be true because I'm sure they had the latitude to do whatever they felt like doing after stunt. I think, I think for me, this song was sort of the, the obverse of what we normally get with a bare naked lady song for me, where I love the music. I'm mm-hmm. like, it hooks me, pulls me in. I'm like, yeah, this is a boppy song. I love it. Or this is a sad song. It's it's real sad. And then I like dig into lyrics. I'm like, ugh, nope, don't like this song much. Sure. And this one was like, I don't like this song musically at all. Uh huh. But I love the words. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I was like, because usually I read, I just print out the lyric sheet or put the lyric sheet in my uh, pad and then just read through them and just try to think of what the song would be without music. And this before one, you like, listen to yeah, it, yeah, I'm like, I really like the song. I'm excited to listen to it again. Okay. And then I listen to it. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, not excited to listen to it anymore. Hmm. And then I had to listen to it 49 more times. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, what I mean, what intrigued you about the lyrics so much? Was it just I just thought it was it was it was re- it was relatable in a way that Stephen Stevie P's protagonists aren't usually to me. Yes, because usually they're they're assholes who don't realize they're assholes. This guy mm-hmm. realizes he's just well, the- even even I mean he's been more self-aware in more recent albums but even so like just i i I run into these sort of people all the time yeah you know i like i'm out there working my fucking ass off every goddamn day like (laughs) on my on my hustle on my side hustle and then there are people who are like oh man i just wish i could write something i just wish i could you know get something published and like they're just sitting there because i don't know how old i was when i realized like wanting something isn't the same as working for it and i think that this guy has not gotten to that point yet sure but i remember being like that being like man i wish i could do x or i wish i could be like this and i mean i still like that to a certain extent but i think this guy really struck a chord in me in this narrator and i mean like life passed me by but it's not my fault i licked my wounds could you pass the salt is like one of the best fucking bnl lines we've come across to this date i loved it yeah that's a good one fucking groat Could you pass the song? Do you want? I don't know how much uh, you guys listen to XTC, but it reminded me a little bit of their like fun lyrics that will kind of twist things around. Yeah, yeah. This is we talk about the patented BNL uh, pivot every so often, and then yeah, 
I, I lick my wounds. Can you pass yeah, but, the songs? But like musically, my favorite part of the song was the bridge, which is the least part of this song. Which part did you consider the the bridge being the laughing sort no, of no, like? No, no, life passed me by, but it's not my fault. I lick my wounds. Can you pass the song. That that's, was my that's favorite the, part. That's too. the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. No. Well, see, I thought I like that part too. <laughs> that's my favorite as well. <laughs> we just so we're all agreeing. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Hand holding club. Hand holding club. Uh, <laughs> I thought the bridge was the um. Uh, uh, the fuck it. Where is it? Oh, if I were the king, all my subjects they would dance and sing. They could kiss my ring and kiss my ass. thought that was the worst part of this <laughs> mm-hmm. i agree that felt like that felt like you had enough lyrics yeah. and yet you needed to come up with a new idea and this is what happened sure, verse chorus is getting real boring for us let's add in like a section where we're at a party for some reason and <laughs> oh that oh yeah the party yeah oh yeah that's that's a good thing like that was did, did you read, read the liner notes on that one no what it's a it's a party that took place in the next uh, recording studio over oh. from them, and it's a recording of it. And it's I went and looked up because the, the the people in the party are listed. Oh, really? Like Sweet Pea Atkinson is one of them, <laughs> okay. and he's the guy who was <laughs> from Was Not Was. They did Walk the Dinosaur. Yeah. Which like it's like a so that that guy, and then I didn't all the other names. I just looked up on Google and figured out try to figure out who they were. What band was in the next studio? Yeah, and I couldn't. None of them. None of the other people had any musical stuff. So I just like like uh. They could all be session. Yeah, musicians. Jen Jen Hilliard. Okay. Uh, she's a famous embryologist. Studied <laughs> sure fish embryos. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. This is this sounds like a really <laughs> cracking party. <laughs> Um, what was going on in that studio? Oh, no, I'm sorry, Jane. Someone's going to end up murdered, and you're going to need that soundtrack of the party to figure <laughs> so, out. So, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Sweet P. Atkinson, right. who is a singer, is like an uh, R&B singer. An embryologist. Jane Oppenheimer, who is the embryologist. Okay. Then Jen Hilliard, who is famous for uh, driving in a snowstorm in Minnesota, her car stalling out, <laughs> then walking two miles to a friend's house, falling 15 feet from the door, and being frozen solid. Oh, she was at the party. <laughs> and she, she was fr- frozen solid, and then the next day, they found her, thawed her out, no and she came back to way. life. That's, yes. Okay. Yes. I love that you She's just at the party. Googled and took the first name that came up for all these, but this truly sounds like one of those like stories with holes where it's like, yeah, just like Tim said, like, there's a murder. Can you tell who committed it from these clues? <laughs> Neighbor number one doesn't like sausages and lives in a red house. <laughs> and then Jim, Jim Scott's the last person there. He's a producer who's worked with people like Tom Petty, oh, well, famous werewolf. Wow, you really band. saved the best for last, yeah. huh? Red Hot Chili Peppers, Sting, <laughs> Crowded House, all werewolf bands. Okay, got it. <laughs> Um, fuck. Foo Fighters, actually, too. Okay. Another werewolf band. I I thought this was, like, a made-up party that they just sort of, like, simulate. I think they got some, like, sound clip. Sure. I guess from the next room over. That's very... Obviously, that's what they did. I feel like (laughs) they tried tried to simulate the party vibe of alcohol from Stunt, except an alcohol was earned, because it's a song about alcohol. Mm -hmm. This is a song about not doing anything, and it's like... Why? This is a song about wanting to do something and not being able to do something. Either, you know... Yeah, I just don't understand what the fuck is happening in the lyrics or in the 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 sort of um, you know, what they're trying to do musically that that relates to this song or the lyrics or the narrator with this party vibe. It's just very confusing. Yeah, yeah it's loose. It is. The, the 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 closest I can come is if they like the sort of the upbeat uh Trojan horse nature of this song, it might contribute to that when the lyrics are about 
you know, I'm shiftless mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll never accomplish anything. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't go to court with that defense. <laughs> I feel like who knows? Yeah. Like a few bars of silence wouldn't have killed me <laughs> underneath, you know, the singing. <laughs> oh, I would have loved just, just the like, music in drops the middle of the out. song. There's 10 seconds of nothing. <laughs> I know, we took a vote. <laughs> well, this, this is weird party <laughs> synth moment or, you know, we can all just take a break. You can catch your breath. People people want responded to that. Sure, yeah. Song by committee. They said, we'll leave in the synth line if we can all just chill for a minute here in the middle of this song. We should say, there's a picture in the liner notes. You can turn to that picture and enjoy that and then come right back to the music. Sure. We are polymaths. We are good at art and music. Yes, this is an interactive experience. It's an art installation of a song. Someone should do that. It's not a I bad idea. I wonder if they've done that. Yeah, they have. I think it's one of those books yeah. where you put it on and they're like, the cow went moo. Turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> The cow's dead. <laughs> Where's the embryologist? <laughs> Solve the murder. It's an escape room suddenly. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's. Uh, let's talk about the famous BNL harmonies. Um, yeah. We've got mm-hmm. a lot of Steve on Steve harmonies in this song, which is weird. Like no, you fine. have five talented musicians. Why not use one of them? They're, I feel like they were trying to go for different sounds. Sure, which is fine, I suppose. Except the harmonies during the final chorus just sounds like people going ah. Yeah, like off key, and that delighted me. It was a subversion of expectation of like Bernie ladies have pitch perfect pitch harmonies. Like mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this there, this was a hard song for me to pull anything out of because I felt like I didn't understand it more than the surface level, which. I'm not sure if there's anything more to understand. And it, it baffled me on a lot of other levels. Well, I mean, are you looking for like deep metatextual reading on like all the BNL songs? Listen. I mean, s- sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, yeah. bro. <laughs> I know. How much blood are you trying to squeeze yeah. out of this stone? Well, I believe this refers to Leviticus 316. Where... <laughs> Thank you. Well, Genesis back... 211, where Noah, son of Cain, came from a... <laughs> these... And there were three... <laughs> Go ahead. And yea, there were three spirits, and one had the head of a lion, and he spake unto thee, be unto the earth, for that is which you are. Is this real? Do you know Bible verses? No, I'm just... Okay. That's the actually... best part is we have no way of fact-checking this. <laughs> Absolutely like, not. Yes. Uh, and one proper scripture. had the head of Stephen Page, and he said unto me, you can kiss my ass. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, I thought this may have been a secret time travel diss at us. Like, you can't do it yourselves, so just shut up. Like, stop critiquing us. Because... Oh, yeah, yeah, they could have been, yeah, I mean. Oh, by the way, Tim, we have established in the canon that Stephen Page, the main singer for the Bernie Ladies, is a time traveler who yeah. leaves notes for himself. And might be omniscient. He might be omniscient. That checks out. Yeah. That does, now that you say it out loud, that does make Sh- sense. I, you listen to the Adel episode. I'm sure you understand the canon at this point. <laughs> Completely. It's all laid out there. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, I listened, to, I listened to a bit. Okay. And then... Um, and then I drifted off. Sure. You- Not the first time with Adel's voice, <laughs> but he knows that. Um, what, uh, uh, Tim, did you have anything else either lyrically or musically that stood out to you or was interesting or? Well, actually, so we're dissecting the song like musically sure. and, and, you know, for meaning more than I thought we, we might. Mm-hmm. So I just <laughs> wrote down a bunch of stuff that like came to mind sure. when I listened to this song. So the one thing that I'll share is uh, only because the now that I know that the, it's a, it turned into a whole song, the falling down the stairs. Uh-huh. 
we we have a family story, and I feel like I can share it because I can't imagine this person will ever figure out podcasts. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. But like a family friend where they found um, their fairly fit husband uh, dead at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, Jesus. Like one morning. I know. it was. It's intense and dark. So, so that's where I'm taking the podcast. Oh, good God. All right. Yeah. But the other part of irony, irony that even like eleven-year-old me latched onto was the man's wife was a jazzercise instructor, <laughs> which I just was like, oh my god! Like someone just in the peak of health and fitness uh, has someone taken from them, uh-huh. you know, in just for like health reasons. Yeah. The doctor was just like, yeah, their their heart just stopped at the top of the stairs. Fuck. So. I know, isn't that rough? It was a long time ago, and they they went on to find a new person, so they're in a good place. Oh, good. I f- but uh, isn't that crazy? I felt like you were leading us down another road. Like his wife was a jazzercise instructor, and he was found at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> on top of a yoga ball. Um, <laughs> on top of an embryologist. Yeah. <laughs> that is an insane story. Um, well, I'm glad everything worked out for her at least that's good it did you know it was a long time ago sure. but when i was listening like i i put on the music i listened to it uh, when you sent it to me mm-hmm. but then again today and i was like okay let your mind be a blank canvas mm-hmm. and just think about what comes to mind sure. and the start of it was like i wiped out down the stairs i was like whoa Jesus. yeah okay yeah yeah so you yeah it's 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 difficult to go into the song uh, <laughs> like with a fresh slate after being reminded of a family friend's death i suppose i no, oh. it was like it was dark from the get go. Yeah. Even though I feel like the lyrics are not, they they yeah. find their way there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I I beat them to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of these songs are kind of what you bring to them as well. Um, Ev, what about you? Anything else uh, lyrically, musically, or rowlingly that you yeah. could bring to this song? <laughs> this song is obviously about Dudley Dursley. Okay, go ahead. Why? <laughs> oh, for a little bit of background. Uh, this this album came out the same year they started filming Harry Potter. So clearly. So clearly the song this the, the Harry Potter movies. So this song is clearly about that franchise, uh-huh, that intellectual yes. property. So uh, I thought maybe it could be about Draco Malfoy, but I feel like this is a Dudley song. Okay. Because I mean, he's one of the characters that sort of gets overlooked by the main narrative. I mean, he's kind of a shit, mm-hmm. but he kind of never had a chance mm-hmm. either because of the Dursleys themselves. Mm-hmm. So I feel like. Um, this is like so the Harry Potter's take place between like 91 and 98. So it was really the like the I thought it was Draco up to the point they mentioned the internet. Oh, which sure. is like in its infancy in the sure. 90s, right? So <laughs> okay. so that's the kind of point where where like it's right before the dot com bubble, right? Right? Cuz that's like early aughts, right? Yeah. So we're sitting there and Dudley's like, "Yeah, I, I could amount to something too. I mean, this guy killed Voldemort, you know, <laughs> all that shit. You know, I could probably, you know, do that." I mean, they fucking they like both he and Perry went to the same like elementary school, like St. Gregory's, which is like, you know, some of that Dickensian filth that the Brits love. Okay. Like <laughs> sure. everything's grimy and St. Bartleby the Scrivener. So uh yeah, so I mean it's just basically sort of a it's that. It's it's just a Dudley Dursley Dursley Dudley is like, Yeah, I can accomplish something. I just need to like get motivated and you know, put get my shit together and he never can because okay. he never really does accomplish anything. After the books there's mention of Dudley, like what they do after the books, and like occasionally Harry will bring his kids to play with Dudley's kids, and then they will just sit quietly. Dudley's kid, kids? Dudley's, or? No, no. Harry and Dudley will oh, sit quietly, oh. like just just Fuck. next to each other. That's that while their kids sucks. Play. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. shit. They're cousins, right? It's right, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are technically cousins, I okay. suppose. But I mean, this is sort of like a in that regard, it's sort of a picture of like the millennial, like a baby a baby boomer thinking about what all millennials are, right? Okay, how like, so? Coddled, 
spoiled, self-important sort uh-huh. of thing. So like that's it's just sort of an image, not necessarily what millennials actually are, which are poor and starving <laughs> and uh-huh. don't have jobs, sure. uh, inheriting a fucked planet. But uh, but plucky, but, but plucky. plucky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Political uh, participation's <laughs> up. Uh-huh. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so this is just sort of what a baby, what baby boomers think about us. Like okay. you know, yeah, they've got a lot of potential, but it's all fucking wasted. They're lazy. Sure. Let me ask you this: We're on track two. You wanted to ask me why a vampire would write this song? Mm, yes, please. I suppose <laughs> because that's what I'm also thinking about. Is like, hey, Evan, why would a vampire write this well, song? Ever, as we know, very, the Bernanke ladies are vampires. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, uh, Fighting that, the famous werewolf band Tom yeah, Petty. Okay, Tom, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they fight other werewolf bands right. or hunter bands. Actually, hunter Smash bands. Mouth is the hunter right. band. They're that's trying to escape Smash Mouth. That's why they never played together. Sure. I don't ever check me on that. Don't, don't at me. So uh, imagine getting what you want, becoming a vampire, right? Only to realize it's just another rat race. Right? Uh-huh. You're faster, stronger, you can turn into a bat and some shit. <laughs> okay. But it's not giving you any extra intrinsic motivation. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So you're just getting more potential to waste. So if you're a lazy sack of shit <laughs> and you get turned into a vampire, you're just a lazy sack of shit vampire now. Okay. It's so like most vampires, like, you can't all be Dracula. You can't all be Lestat. You can't all be Elizabeth Bathory. Most of them are like what we do in the shadows bullshit. <laughs> like, just like hanging around and going to like the social club once a year. <laughs> sure, sure. And that's why a vampire would write this song. Wow. You have a lot of the uh, the classic reads here. Time travel? Apocalypse? No. no. Okay, it's fine. No worries. Full House? That's the one I always forget. This is the one about Danny Tanner. Okay. When Michelle uses Stephanie's hairbrush. Um. Wow, interesting. So Without so asking. Track one was about Hermione. Track two is about Dudley. Is each one about a different character? I don't know. Okay, because you haven't listened to the rest I, yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't listened to them with that, that in mind. Got it, got it. Um, okay, Tim, Harry Potter fan? <laughs> um, I, I know a bit about it. I feel like I might not be the biggest Harry Potter fan in the room. Sure. Uh, oh, I hate Harry Potter. No. <laughs> sure, sure. Is it like you hate it, but you just know a lot about it? I love Harry Potter. I've read all the books. I've watched all the movies multiple times. Actually, my partner loves Harry Potter movies, which is why I have to watch them many times a year. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you and he have like a Harry Potter like, like November? Every, I think every Christmas we watch every Harry Potter okay. movie. Like every December we watch every Harry Potter movie. Okay, that's fun. It's just sort of like comfort food, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Until it's not. Until it's not. It's like, it's like going to a buffet and you're eating all your favorite stuff and then halfway through you realize you're full, but you can't stop eating. <laughs> okay. is, right. is movie seven very bad? Is that what you're saying? No, there are no, no number of bad movies. It you just gets real dark and rough. The tone of the books, the tone of the movies changes radically. Got it. It grows up. Hey, do you want to continue talking about Bernanke ladies? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, let's... Oh, the tiny... I can. I have a tidbit oh, of uh, Harry Potter stuff Ooh, for, for Evan. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I lived in Edinburgh for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, John, does like airline network planning stuff, uh-huh. and he was hired by Edinburgh Airport, so we went over there. And at like three different... Ca- one, one cafe, you know, has the big proud sign of like this is where jk rowling began harry potter Mm -hmm. and then another has a sign that's like she wrote parts of prisoner of azkaban here (laughs) (laughs) nice but my favorite cafe of all just had a little sign that said rowling never wrote here (laughs) (laughs) which is my favorite cheeky scottish thing like we get it she wrote in other cafes (laughs) in the city we're not one of them was there? There was no. Uh, this is where she wrote the casual vacancy, or like nobody gives a shit about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck finding that. People have a thing like, don't worry, she didn't write any of it right. here. It's, yeah, that's every. I say that having not read <laughs> any of the casual <laughs> vacancy, I have no reason to be mean. Sure. To that. Yeah, I don't think any of us have. That's uh, no, no. No one has needs. Exactly. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to rating this song. So, uh, mm. Evan, 
yeah. as you know, and as our guests may not, uh, we rate songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The more naked it is, the better. So, as usual, Ev, we're going to give him a little time to think, as we'll start with you. What did you think about this song? So, we've sort of established a shorthand for these ratings, where in the music is what's underneath the clothes. I don't think we've ever established and that. And if, if you go back, I believe you'll understand that- <laughs> To the Adel episode, when we're, when if I had a million rating. dollars, sure. If I had a million ratings. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so, with that in mind, so the lyrics would be the clothes of the show. Mm. <laughs> so, the, these, it's wearing- Wait, wait, wait. But if it's naked- is that just showing more mute? I'm very confused already by the presupposition that you're creating. Well, we have to. And naked is best. Naked right? is best. Because it's just showing pure talent. That's correct. So, okay, I'll just cast okay. that aside, though. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. So imagine, if you will, someone going to a ball. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a risque ball. Uh-huh. So they're wearing, like, it's like a lingerie ball. So they're dressed in very, very attractive lingerie, mm-hmm. and uh, they're very, they're very attractive. Uh, but like, they're a very attractive person. Sure. So, but they're they're still wearing a lot of clothes, and also they have a cloak over them. Okay. So I couldn't. Oh, I, what are they hiding? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Are they an embryologist? Are they, what are they hiding inside? <laughs> what embryos? <laughs> All the embryos inside them are naked. <laughs> So yeah, they've been impregnated with an alien, uh, like a, like from the. Oh, aliens. you're doing a real quick pivot the here. Aliens I like this. Franchi- yeah, the alien. Hey man, you give me gold. <laughs> sure, you. I'm gonna steal it and run away. Sure. Right. So, so yeah, they've been pregnant with an alien. So there's a person like they're they're dressed pretty well. They're wearing this cloak. They just show up at the party, and everyone's like, oh god, this this person again, because they're not really that great of a person. Okay. This kind of shitty person who just kind of shows up at the ball. They're, they used to be friends, like cool in high school. Um, okay. Everyone was looked up to them, but, and so they still get invites, but they're more like pity invites. They're more invites out of like sure, just human decency. Sure. And, and we all have friends like that okay <laughs> yikes but they're beautiful they're so far they're beautiful mm-hmm. they're kind of ugly inside yes and so they're like they're like the beast before enchantress arrives <laughs> yeah. oh no 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 yeah 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 like i was gonna say beautiful no beautiful but ugly animal. inside yeah no. absolutely yeah beautiful privileged yes. but underneath um <laughs> yes absolutely evan agrees he's he, i don't think he's ever seen a movie so he's just <laughs> wildly yes gesticulating no, just the harry <laughs> just potter, the harry potter, potter films. over and over can you, can you... so it's like haggard before buckbeak arrives <laughs> i see uh. <laughs> i get it i get it but then midway through the party the alien bursts out of their chest and the alien is just totally fucking <laughs> naked nude, okay. but everyone's screaming and running from it because sure, it's sure. not really that great you don't want to see this thing sure naked okay all but right the aliens never wear clothes sure in the movies i don't think so naked inside that bursts out halfway through yeah it's naked but I don't, it just, I didn't like the music. I loved the lyrics. Sure. So how do I rate a song like no, that? No, I think that's fine. You could, I like that halfway through. They're clothed like, until halfway through they're yeah, naked. Like because... what part, like usually as I peel off clothes, I like it less and less. But here is, I liked it on first blush. And then as I, no, I liked it. Yeah, I liked the lyrics a lot. And then as I got deeper into the music, I didn't sure. like it. So it's the opposite of what I do. Sure, normally. sure, sure. Yeah, that's very strange. It uh, is okay. insane. It's, it's, it's literally crazy. I am um, a madman. So uh, my rating, I think uh, the year is 20XDX in the town of New New York. Uh, a man stands on top of a New building. Yorkio. Uh, Neo Yorkio. Um, I think he's, we're just displaying future fashion here, right? Future fashion is unlike regular nowadays fashion because w- the parts that we're showing, the t- the titillating parts, like he's he's fully clothed, except you can see like 
his elbows and the backs of his knees and just his big toe on each <laughs> foot, right? So um, I think there's probably a lot of exposed... One eyebrow shaved away. Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's all you can see is just the eyebrows and there's only one of them. Um, so there's, there's some naked parts to this, but every part that's naked is also very weird, but that's what makes it good, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think the beatboxing is very cool, although very short. I liked the, like, the stuff they took a big fucking swing at, aside from the party, um, I think is, is probably my favorite part of this song. The, the screaming on that final chorus where they're harmonizing the, ah, like, weird, but good. Hit uh-huh. me in the right place. So, not a ton of skin. The skin that's showing is weird, but boy, do I like it. <laughs> Tim, you do not have to create a story, but how would you rate this song? Oh, oh, I will take this, dare. <laughs> take the bait. I, I mean, and I love how this started as just like, oh, just rate the song. But I mean, these are elaborate scenarios that you're We're serving. We're 60 episodes in. We had to make it less boring for ourselves. <laughs> I know. I get it. You're out of ideas. Right. Not unlike Bare Naked Ladies after one Exactly. Oh, damn. People Shots are going to love you. <laughs> um. So, let's see. What I'll say is, you never really knew much about the neighbor that lived up the street from you, (laughs) even though they had a huge, elaborate mansion and you live in a simple farmhouse. Uh But there's finally, you know, sometimes you see them come and go in a very fancy car. You know that they've done well for themselves. (laughs) And um, finally, there's one uh, early evening. It's pouring rain. And as you sit on your porch, the neighbor leaves their front house their front door and just starts uh it looks like going out for a simple um evening walk mm-hmm. but as they um as they approach they've got a lovely raincoat on it might be like burberry but it's a bright beautiful color and you think wow to be them like they just must everything must be so easy for them and then just as they're exactly lined up with your you're just standing frozen in your front door you've never seen them allow themselves to be this vulnerable. They don't come close. They just stay in the middle of the street. But as they line up perfectly with you, they open their lovely raincoat, and inside they have this rotting pair of trousers <laughs> that are like... They have, they've somehow gotten these extra long suspenders. It looks like two sets of suspenders tied together, so the <laughs> pants are almost puddled around their feet so they can walk in them, but like they're not drawn up. Um... And then around their groin, instead of like underwear, they just have like a bunch of plastic, <laughs> tiny like plastic baggies that all look dirty. And they're taped together to make like a crude, you know, undergarment. Uh-huh. And um, they have uh, what looks like um, a glass sphere um, that's hanging from around their neck with a leather cord. And the sphere is filled with embryos. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Are those embryos wearing any clothes? Naked, okay, pure okay. naked, but you know they're hidden underneath all these other sure. things, and they've sure. been there for a while. Sure. Wow. So, listeners, did Tim like this song? I don't want him to explain. I want you to just think about it as you go to sleep at night tonight. Think about yes. his description of that person. Think about it. Pull at it, scratch at it like a scab that won't heal. Tim, thank you so much for being on our cast. You are an absolute delight. Uh, what do you have going on? Do you want to plug anything? <laughs> oh, um, well, I, let me plug a friend's oh, thing please. that um, actually uh, a friend of mine did a wrote a solo show, um, and her name is Abby McEnany, 
And uh, it was about, like, she's really this interesting, I mean, self-identified um, fat, queer dyke who's also hilarious. Yeah. Um, she wrote a solo show that got turned into a pilot that went to Sundance that got picked up by Showtime. Oh, wow. And is becoming, like, an eight-episode show now. And uh, in a week, I'm going to Chicago to help write on it oh, a little That's time. incredible. But most, but mostly, I'm plugging her thing. Because um, might, you might <laughs> struggle to find my name attached to it, but what you can find is Abby McEnany, and the show is called Work in Progress. Cool. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds real fun. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome story because, like, she herself would say, you just don't, you don't hear about people like me, but we're, you know, our lives are just as crucial. And so she just wrote this thing kind of as a, a, a passion project, and, like, all the right people came to believe in it, including Lily Wachowski, oh, one oh, of the wow. Wachowski... Um, twins that or, or siblings that made the Matrix movies, mm-hmm. uh, who said like we p- more people need to see things like this, and was instrumental in getting it to show. Wow, wow. So very cool story about like you know visibility and exposure. So I'm I'm thrilled to be a part of it. I I'm doing a just a tiny bit of writing, but like it should be a really cool show that's coming out in the fall on Showtime. That's Fun. incredible, very cool. Well, thank you so much yeah, for being on. You. We really really appreciate your time. Yeah, you're great. Oh, ha- thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Talk to you later. Okay, right. bye-bye. Hi, Evan. Hi. Don't you ever wish you had extra words? For what? You know, just life. Life? Yeah, like, I know you can make up words, but, like, just, like, extra ones. Did you ever make up a word when you were a kid and then, like, stick with it for... When I was in middle school, I made up the word Skimberdoff, and it was okay. my word. What's it What's it mean? It, uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like an exclamation of happiness. Skimberdoff. Skimberdoff. S-K-I-M-B-E-R-D-O-U-F. Dauf. Dorf? It's got that Dorf? very German ending to it. Yeah, you should go spelling bee. Get that what's, entered. What's, <laughs> can random people enter words into a spelling, spelling bee? You just made up words. That's how it works? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your next word is Skimberdoff. Language of origin? Excuse me, language of origin? Uh, none. <laughs> Saker. Yeah. Your next word is Barglibligan. Um, what's your favorite word you've ever made up? I don't think I've made up a word. Oh, come now, young man. Uh, garojo. Oh, what does that mean? It's a garage dojo. <laughs> oh, this is a fun game. This is like Balderdash. Okay, you give a made-up word to me, and I'll have to define it. Uh, tandemonium. Okay, that's when two people go crazy at the same moment. <laughs> uh, your word is, um, platzit. Platzit? Yes. That's when uh, you, you sit down on a chair, right? But um, someone has left a plate underneath the cushion. <laughs> so you just sit down and you just hear this crunch and you're like, oh, I've been platzit. It. Okay. It's, it's just from German. Very good. Country of origin. Great. Do you want to do one more? Uh, sure. Cramzink. <laughs> Cramzink. It's when you make a business out of putting things into small places. <laughs> okay. uh, your word is uh, prelish. Prelish. Well, you're not quite a prude. And you're not quite... <laughs> Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're somewhere in between. Yeah, you're prealish. Prealish. Yeah. Wow. Pereal. Pereal. Pereal, bro. I don't know. It's perealish. That's their response. <laughs> yeah. So we just came with a second definition. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, there could be multiple definitions. Pereal, bro. Wow, why isn't this our show? This is a great show. Luke uh, made up a curse the other day. Oh, my son. Wh- what's his curse? Oh, my Garnet. <laughs> That's what he says when he's, things don't go his way. He goes, oh, my Garnet. <laughs> What is that? That sounds like a portmanteau of "Oh my God" and "Gosh darn it." Yeah, or yeah, which is which is like our our 
my partner and I's attempt at not swearing in front of him. Like, <laughs> gosh darn it. Gosh darn it, or oh my god. Or I say fart a lot. <laughs> fart. Are you, because when I have been near your family, you've sworn around him multiple times. My... Baloney has a first, first name. name. <laughs> my partner swears like a sailor, so uh-huh. he has been working on it, and I've been working on it too. But okay. I think, I think in like group settings, I swear more, you know, to impress you. Yeah, so <laughs> I am duly impressed by your well, swears. You know a lot of them. Yeah. You know ones I've never like, heard before, like Garnet. Like Garnet. Yeah, like, it's uh, a good one. You know what else is a good one, Ev? Mealy mouthed crotch pheasant. <laughs> Am I supposed to define that? No, that's a... You know, I where I saw a mealy mouth crotch pheasant? Where? Well, last Wednesday, uh, and every Wednesday, in fact, Dave Berman and Michelle Hansen go back in time. Michael Berman's brother, Dave Berman? <laughs> yeah, your high school friend, Michael no, Berman? he's one of the Star Trek guys. He oh. Helped, helps write. He did Deep Space Nine. Really? Yeah. Well, this is a show about the 1980s, which is when Star Trek takes place. Yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Their weekly podcast is called Syndicated Nightmares. And they're doing oh. a deep dive into the horror anthology television series Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmares. Nightmares, set within the Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on the Elm Street world. <laughs> That's not what it says. I fucked up. The Nightmare on the Elm Street. Here's the best part of this, and God, because this sounds like a great idea. It's mm-hmm. untapped market. The show isn't available on DVD or streaming, but they'll talk <laughs> you through each episode and they break down its highs and lows. Sometimes with special guests from the show itself. So it's such a good idea, yeah. but the fact that you can't follow along in any conceivable way is so rough. Like, yeah. I guess. I mean, if they if they paint a picture with their words. That's what we. Well, no, we actually play clips. Never mind. Yes. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah. And, um, I mean, and also, we're explaining, we're extemporizing on a three, or one to five minute piece of media for an hour and a half yes. sometimes. Yes. And they have to explain an entire episode. Yes. And they probably do it in a way quicker time frame. Do you want to? I'm, I'm takes, curious. It takes eight minutes. How long do you think their episodes are uh, for syndicated nights? I bet the sweet. I bet they're in the sweet spot. So like forty to sixty minutes. Which is, is that what the you, sweet spot? Which is what you want your podcast to be. No, you. If want you're it aiming to be... for, a, if you're aiming for a like a, because you're aiming for a commute, right? That's what you want. You want somebody yes. to, be able to listen to you in a commute. The average commute is what forty-five minutes. Yeah. So that's what you want. Unlike us, <laughs> just fucking ramble on as commercials. Uh, goddamn. Hmm. 41 minutes, 36 minutes, 32 minutes, 38 minutes. Oh, 50 minutes. Uh, And their season one recap was 80. Which, I guess, I mean, yeah. Wow, that's, uh, they're really getting it. That's barely longer than the episode itself. Why would you, yeah, so? (laughs) Don't you you want to talk about things at length, tangentially, move out to the sides, just stretch your limbs a bit? I'm doing it. You are. We're doing it. Uh, And you can do it, folks. Every, uh, 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 (laughs) where was Uh, I in this? Freddy may haunt your nightmares, but syndicated nightmares every Wednesday will only give good dreams. Check it out along with all of our programs at iabdpresents.com. And please, support our work at Mm. patreon.com. Slash I A B D. And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. And we're Zach. Oh, and we're Big Mac Attack. This segment we are going to do for this week is called The Wrong Man. <laughs> <laughs> no black margaritas next segment please so are we just like fuck it on some of these segments from now on do we just want interesting ones well i mean i feel like if we get this i feel like we get a lot of the same segments over again and there are hundreds we haven't done wrap your arms around me imagine this song describes a date yeah i feel like we're just, there's something wrong with our number generator on this this machine we almost got the wrong man was convicted again okay how about this
I have learned. What lessons could be taken from this oh. song? Okay. Yeah. So this is a good one for lessons, yes. right? Yes. Because I think it's a cautionary tale, right? It It is. It can be a cautionary tale if your goal is to become some, like, be a big deal, right? Like okay. in any sort of, in any sort of subculture or genre or anything like sure. that. But it could also be taken as like a, why are you fucking, like most, pe- most people never amount to anything right. over the course of history. And even people who do, most of them don't matter, you know, a century. Sure. So why the fuck are you even worrying about this sort of thing anyway? Just live your life and enjoy it. See, so. that's a, that's a lesson that could be extrapolated from this song. But mm-hmm. are there any less? Uh, and I guess that's what you have to do. We need segment. a professional tic tac toe league. <laughs> that is a lesson, absolutely. God, tic tac toe is a perfect game, right? Perfect in the in the sense that you, if a opponent makes a move, there is a move that you have to make to either win or, in some cases, to force a cat. It's a perfect game in that two adults of reasonable intelligence can <laughs> never lose. Every Correct. game will be drawn. Right. So a professional tic-tac-toe league sounds like garbage hell. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds horrible. What if you played it on like a 10 by 10 grid instead of a three by three? So it's like go. I guess we're playing connect four at yeah. that point. Sort yeah. of. Except connect, you can connect play. 11. Connect 11. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe. Um, like, I think also this person realized they, they're actually self-aware in a way that I found sort of endearing because they realize that no matter how much they're able to do, how much they get, they're still not going to be satisfied with it. Sure. Because I've noticed that. Like, every time I think I've plat- I've hit a plateau in my career, I feel exactly the same, if not worse than before. Really? Yeah. But then you, obviously, if you keep hitting plateaus, you've ascended. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So you, so you should be able to look back on your past lessons and say, I will overcome this. Yeah, but I'm a bad person. Okay, got it. <laughs> You're better than that. When is the sequel? When is the Blue Hours coming out? The Blue Hours comes out next October. Are you really writing another? No. Oh. I'm writing stories. I thought like you that. were exclusiving us right now. Snow. Wait, why was it the Red Hours? <sighs> Read the fucking book. Buddy. I think I didn't. I forgot. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I think also uh, the line, got a big chip, you want a fat lip. That is an Ed line. I'm oh. 100% sure. It sounds like it's Ed, straight out of one week. Yeah, yeah. Ed wrote that line. Got a big chip, want a fat lip. About a mouthful of chick lips. Got a hit on my hips. <laughs> Do the big dip. Get a grip on your throat because you're going to get broke. Do you think... I God, I feel like they were trying to replicate the success of one week so hard. No, not with this song. Not, But I'll, over the course of this album, you see echoes of one week. Well, they're the same goddamn band. Of course, they're going to echo their own previous work. This is Brandon Galadies? Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, I thought this was a Jewel album. <laughs> what if God was... That's Joan Osborne. Jewel Osborne. Jewel Osborne. <laughs> Ozzy Osborne. I was meant for God was one of us. <laughs> well, hopefully we did this wheel segment. I have no idea what is happening. So, uh, lessons. What can you learn from this song? I later? think we learned them, didn't we? Um there should be a professional tic-tac-toe league you should uh when you hit a plateau you're always going to or perhaps never going Mm. to overcome it (laughs) plateaus exist um and um don't trust people on the internet people on the internet are like stephen page what he wants to fill his pockets with more than lint here's a hint it's going to involve the internet yeah he wants to get he's going to rip people off multi-level marketing m l m M M L. -L. (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) chant that for 30 minutes (laughs) 
<laughs> we need to pad this episode up. No, we don't. Okay, never mind. You're right. It's long enough. I think we're done with this segment. Sounds good. All right. Now, here's the time in the show that we like to call Bare Naked Males in a little twist. Um, it's where we take a piece of mail from our friends, our fans, our little boys. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Crom, the god of the, steel. Yes, Crom, Conan's friend. Is that right? Uh, he's god. Sumerian hey, did you know god. that Conan is part of the canon Marvel Universe and is an Avenger now? What? <laughs> yes, this is true. How, in like Hyboria? Like how the fuck does he no, get... No, he's like, the, I don't know, portaled through to... Oh, main, I guess, yeah, they do go into Earth other dimensions and... Yeah. Earth 616? That's the mainline Avenger, or the mainline Marvel Universe. Okay. Come on, sure, everybody sure. knows that, F-Boy. Well, it's just like engaging in a fandom that you have no knowledge of right like, I, i've seen half of the movies <laughs> okay and uh like like it's just always interesting because it all sounds like gibberish but then you've sure. got your own sort of fandoms where you're like oh yes, yes. and then uh, <laughs> the grognals came in the outside world weirdly though you've seen the first half of every marvel movie yes <laughs> i just cannot finish a single one but course, i always fall- buy the tickets you're a sleepy boy no, i don't fall asleep <laughs> you don't I get too awake <laughs> I can't focus on anything. You have to leave because you're vibrating <laughs> yeah. through the seats. Um, they ask me to leave. They escort me from the theater. <laughs> they ban you. You They've have to go to a contain- new theater every time. A containment facility for me. <laughs> um, but I bought a ticket. <laughs> you this owe is- me a showing. Here, stop. That's what I say. You have to stop making me laugh or else Bubba Hotep is going to get very upset and very cross oh, with us. Oh, yeah. You keep, you keep that laugh. I think about it every time I laugh now. He so went on, thanks, he went Bubba. on Stitcher and negatively rated us. We have one <laughs> rating saw- on Stitcher and we it's him. Two. What? One is a one star, one's a five star. Oh, that's nice. 2.5 star. That's about hey. what our level is. That's what we should be. <laughs> we have an email right here. and We need more emails. Please email us. Give it to um, us. Here's an email from our friend, J-Rod. Jared. Jared says, your life has taken an unexpected turn and you are now professional MMA fighters. Okay. Obviously, your walkout music is going to be a BNL song. Which song do you choose and why? Okay. I feel like right off the bat, you are going to say King of Bedside Manor and have nothing to back it up. No, it's Hello City. (laughs) Oh, why Hello City? I like that choice for you. Because I don't think I would enjoy being an MMA fighter. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like being an MMA fighter would be very similar to being a sh- like a musician, a musician in a town that you're not a fan of. <laughs> sure. Like every day you get on stage and you get beat the shit up. Uh huh. So yeah, it'd be Hello City, <laughs> and it'd be like Hello's because everyone listening to it'd be like Hello City. Yes, he's talking about me. Sure. Would you be a jobber? Well, I guess MMA is not fixed like WWE. Like, would you be somebody who just gets the shit beaten out of him like every week? To, I'd be like, a, yeah, I'd be like a semi-pro fighter who never makes <laughs> the glass never makes Joe. Pro. Of, yeah. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm the first round fight. I'm the guy that everyone beats. See, my problem is, I keep thinking of this question like WWE, and so I'm coming to like, to to songs, and I think like they're really fighting. Wouldn't it be funny if my come my theme was Hanukkah blessings, and mm-hmm. I was like a my theme was like the 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 turmoil like, like the, i mean that was like there was definitely some showmanship in like the mma circuits like early on right but that's all sort of been bled out now it's more like a sport sort of thing and people get people it's more box it's, it's become a lot more like boxing sure. than than like wrestling and sure at the beginning it was there was a little bit of flashiness to it but i think that's not necessarily as much yeah. anymore now you're just if you want to be flashy just be an asshole the bigger the asshole you are like that uh, mcgregor guy he's, yeah. a, he's a real piece of shit so so okay i've got a couple i've got a couple thoughts i think the old apartment is a fun like fighting song right broke into the old apartment smashed things and broke shit and Mm -hmm. like so that'd be fun broken bones yeah i think the other thing is uh tired of fighting with you 
mm-hmm. um, from, I think that's from Silverball. Might be a fun one. Just like I'm an old man who <laughs> comes out. The but oldest MMA fighter in the world. I think what I'm going to land on. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Andy Kaufman on Saturday Night Live doing the uh, uh, Mighty Mouse theme? Yeah. Yeah, where he just stands there until mm-hmm. the, yeah. Um, I think what I would do is my come out theme would be What a Good Boy. <laughs> and I would just walk out normally while the whole time I wouldn't make eye contact with anyone in the crowd. I'd have a completely like base affect. And then as soon as I said, what a strong boy, I would like do like poses for like those one second. And then I would continue walking to the ring just normally. I think you'd be real popular. <laughs> you think so? I think you'd be super popular. Saker the good boy. Oh man. I just remembered right now yeah. that I have hot dogs at home. <laughs> that was a, that was a big moment for me. Evan, do you want to do the show anymore? I'm just as in... No, I'm, it's mostly like I just have to think of stuff to keep me engaged when you're talking. <laughs> so I'm pretty good right now. Sure, sure. Because I got you're a, talking. Yeah, I got some hot dogs <laughs> waiting for me. Do I turn into... When when I'm talking, am I like a steamed ham, like a, like a cartoon? Big hot dog okay, in a bun sure. with some baked beans slathered on you. That checks out. Some ve- a veggie dog. Yum, yum, yum. No, good God. So yeah, I mean, what kind... But, but who... I'm more interested. Okay, so we've got our music. Like, what kind of fighter would you be? Tell, like, MMA g- wise? Give me your career for me. Uh, am I me? You could be you. You can be a version of okay. you. Let's no, say the, I want to be M- me. I okay. go into the ring and I get the fucking brains <laughs> knocked out of my ears first fight and I die. <laughs> like, first punch, death. <laughs> I literally die as soon as someone hits me because yeah, I, mean, I did not train at all. Yeah, I was. I've been in like. I used to do MMA, and I was like, I think I've been in two fights. And really? They were both amateur, yeah. Wait, did yeah. you have come out music? No, no. They were oh. just in, it's like just amateur. Like, they don't yeah, even have but... a fucking ring. It's like, yeah, there's like eight fights going on at once, and, uh, you know, you're, you're fighting to get even noticed to be in a semi, uh, a beginning pro match. What is the point? And I really quickly realized, I hate this. Really? Why? Yeah. Don't like, because I'm, I'm tall and lanky, mm-hmm. so I get put in heavyweights. Okay. Um, I'm at way, I'm tall and lanky, but everyone in, in there is, you know, just stacked. Right. And I'm not a stacked person. So yeah, my friend was also in there and he, that was back when I had long hair. So he was like, he's like, yeah, I was doing my fight and occasionally like during between rounds, I'd look over and I'd just see two legs and a ponytail flip through the air <laughs> and then just two legs and a ponytail flip the other way. Yeah. I was, I'm just not, I'm not, and I don't like getting hit. I don't like getting hit in the face. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't be doing much flipping in MMA fights. Isn't it mostly like kicking and you were doing acrobatics? Yeah, yeah, I, I do <laughs> the, the, I do the jump. Yeah, I do the jump <laughs> early on in the. I do miss the early MMA fights before. But it everyone, was crazy before everyone knew what worked. We've right? talked about this, yeah. I think, on the cast before. Okay. Then. What's the, here's my question: mm-hmm. What is the point in fighting if you don't have entrance music? That is the reason people become MMA or WWE fighters, right? Is mm-hmm. so that they have. Well, I don't think that like does does the current UFC incarnation have like big flashy intro music if they don't what's the fucking point because you want to you want to play a song and have everybody hear it it's the enjoyable part of being the driver it's like picking your wedding song <laughs> yes exactly in fact if i'm what, an is, MMA what fighter, is your wedding song saker mine well uh mine was the love theme from mother three a piano rendition of it and if i were an mma fighter that's what my song <laughs> would be okay. it'd be the love theme from mother my, 3. ours was the uh ska version of ba- the batman animated series <laughs> they're so fucking by Scavuvi and the Epitones. That was Let's th- put listeners we're going to put Mother 3 love theme here. Oh. 
and Skabooby and, and the, the Epitones Batman theme. Love it. And uh, now I'm taken back to my wedding here day. Here I'm mashing them up. <laughs> Whoops. Shouldn't have asked myself to do that. That was, uh, both of them are long enough. I think you could find parts that, yeah, No, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem here. Oh. Well, Ev, great question. Thank you, Jared. Yeah, Keep thank you. Keep Okay, listeners. Hey. We did it. We came to the end of another well, episode. Those of you that finished this episode. We <laughs> our our service that uh, gives us podcasting <laughs> now tells us how many people finished the episode. <laughs> Boy, is that depressing. <laughs> so, thanks listeners. Uh so yeah, for the two of you that came to the end, we appreciate it. Yep. Which is me and uh, Evan. I want to call you out uh Rendell Pankinson and uh Draman Snomus. <laughs> I don't know you. what country you're from, but <laughs> most of the names of people who listen all the way through are that kind of Georgie Laforgi <laughs> and Captain Pafart. Um, thank you. You can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done. A better good ladies podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at bin done pod. You can rate us on iTunes. And in fact, F boy, oh, Jesus, we have a little, uh, uh, rating here that I want to read I don't you. Know how many more of these I can take. It's by bare naked monkey lizard. <laughs> oh, five star review called funny dummies. Monkey lizard. Isn't that the, um, that's what salacious crumb is in Jabba's palace. Oh, so bare naked salacious. Well, he doesn't wear clothes. Oh, okay. So just salacious crumb. Salacious, salacious crumb. So salacious crumb. This is from. <laughs> <laughs> Ever wished you knew less about the bare naked ladies but wanted a good laugh? Oh, sorry. There's a period. Ever wished you knew less about the bare naked ladies but wanted a good laugh? These guys <laughs> know nothing about BNL. Well, he, Saker put air quotes around I did. That. I did. They could hear it. These guys know nothing about BNL, but have a great time at it. <laughs> Although I secretly think that maybe they know more about Bandicoot Ladies than they let on. They seem a little too smart to know nothing about this band. I think in the final episode, we will find out that they are secretly drudges for the vampiric Bandicoot Ladies, preparing for the vampiric apocalypse by telling us the truth of these vampiric time travelers while hiding behind humor. Yeah. Is there any truth? Are we vampiric? He knows too much. Drudges. Oh, we're Russian also. I forgot. He knows too much. Um, rate us on iTunes. One star, five star, three star, four star, two star. Don't matter to us Great as long as you leave us words. on iTunes. Yes. Um, that's what oh. I want. Okay. Hey, I love you. I love you too. Evan, do you have anything you want to pledge this week? Oh, Jesus, stop. Pledge. Just stop, okay? Okay. I'm sorry. Did I upset you? <laughs> Never do anything. <laughs> Never do anything anything <laughs> fall off my chair comatose yeah. even going into a coma is doing something. something yeah you just have to cease to exist <laughs> that's like that's sort of like zen buddhism though it's like your, your goal is to like sort of inhabit the moment in, in yeah. such a way that you're not you're acting without a mind could this song have been about zen buddhism no okay good i'm just checking it very hard to believe <laughs> all right and boy thanks yeah. for coming <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming, Saker. You want to shake hands or something before we go our separate ways? Let's, let's spit in our hands and shake. All right. Uh, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one week.